Hey, no competitions. Mm-mm. Hey, no competitions. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Big T, a.k.a. Terrence Tennant, founder and creator of the No Competitions, No Competitors, The Brand, and you are now tuned to the No Comp Podcast, Sports, Health, Wellness, Health, Wellness, and Sports Podcast. I always say, you know what I'm saying, whichever segment you guys prefer to come first, I always, you know what I'm saying, the titles really don't matter to me too much, so as long as you know No Comp brought it to you. But... Today we're gonna to be talking about some sports today. You know what I'm saying? Heavy on the sports today, especially on the NFL, just because you all know uh football is back, professional football is back, just so far as the NFL. Uh we did have some tremendous games that just passed, some uh some real good games that just passed. Starting off with the Tampa Bay versus Dallas game was a pretty good game that kicked off, you know what I'm saying? Uh Dak, what can we say? Hey, Dak Dak looked like he was pretty good out there. Dak looked like that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people were skeptical about how he's going to look from the ankle to the shoulder stuff. I mean, but, you know, uh, Jerry did say he had that pop, that zing, that, that, that thing in that arm. But I guess Jerry was right. You know what I'm saying? Jerry was definitely right just watching him. Uh, I'm going to just go over some of the quarterback numbers just throughout some of the games, try to go over some of these games. Um a little briefly so you know what i'm saying just give you guys a quick insight of what i've seen my opinion stuff like that and I'll also just try to cover some other things within the nfl and stuff like that but like i say the nfl was officially back started off with the thursday night game we had with dallas and tampa bay the super bowl defending super bowl champion tampa bay let me go ahead and say it like that you know some people might have some issues if i don't so let me go and say it like that um but like I was saying previously, uh, just to throw out some numbers, Dak forty-two for fifty-eight, four hundred and three yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, the one interception came off uh, receiver's hand, so you know, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it still go down in the stat book. But you know, uh, I, I think it was a pretty tight throw that Dak threw. Um, but once again, you know, what I'm saying when you got the opportunity to bring. 22 people back and i'm speaking on tampa bay's case when you know what I'm saying 22 starters back uh though it did look like their secondary did not look the same as last year because they did look a little shaky out there you know what i'm saying some injuries happen also that's going to affect the team but you know a lot of a lot of players out there on their secondary was looking a little suspect i mean just then again it, it, it is first game and that's going to be the case for a lot of people I discussed just so far as when I go through some of these games. You know what I'm saying? It's it's first game, so I guess we got to try to give that, you know what I'm saying, that point of view out there just to, just, to, just to give a good heads up. So, But just to speak on, you know what I'm saying, Tom Brady's behalf of the game, uh, just so far as his stats, he was 32 for 50. Both quarterbacks threw it over 50 passes in the game. Uh, like I said, a really exciting game. Um, Dallas was able to take the lead at one point. You know what I'm saying? It seemed like it, when a lot of people thought maybe that Tampa Bay was just gonna run away with the game, a lot of there was a lot of professional people's opinions also. So you know, you never know how somebody will come out here and play. So um, thinking maybe Dallas gonna probably attempt to not play any of their starters next preseason. So you know, but then again, that preseason I feel like it's more for uh, drafted players, you know what I'm saying, undrafted players who try to make 
make the team so an opportunity for those guys to get some real game experience amongst one each other see who really stands out and stuff like that but you know what I'm saying it is also vital to a lot of the veteran players and stuff like that just to start getting warmed up and stuff like that but a lot of the time you got a lot of veteran players that feel like you know what I'm saying that with an extra game especially being added this year it's not really needed especially uh they might feel like that it it might just be the case of the league might just be trying to get a little extra game out of them and stuff like that but in the case of injuries and stuff like that also so you know what i'm saying you got to keep it focused on the actual season at hand so i understand a lot of moves that the teams making stuff like that when it comes to not playing a lot of players but like i say i feel like the preseason is pretty much for development of new players uh and you know what I'm saying? Pretty much the chopping block just so far as who you're going to keep, who who's going to go when it comes to newer players. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you, you draft a lot of people and you pick up a lot of people, you try a lot of people, you trade for a lot of people, all this and that. But, you know, when the season actually starts, uh, week one, you know what I'm saying, you can only, you can only have 53 people. So you got to make a lot of changes, make a lot of cuts and stuff like that. So I think that time... In those games, uh, whether it's three, you know what I'm saying, it's an opportunity for those guys to really showcase what they can do in that small period of time. But, you know what I'm saying, just continue with Brady's stats. Like I say, 32 for 50, 379 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. They had a few turnovers in this game. You know what I'm saying, four turnovers total, I believe, in the game uh, that were costly and I say cost because it gave Dallas the opportunity to, you know what I'm saying, get some points out of it. I think early on in the game, a lot of missed field goals, extra points and stuff like that really did cost Dallas, you know what I'm saying, because at the end of the day, the game was 31-29. So, you know what I'm saying, a little bit of points do matter. So, you know, at the end, uh, kicker just coming back from surgery. So, you know, that, that's going to be one of the cases, but – I felt like, you know what I'm saying, it was a lot of news with uh, around another kicker that Dallas had that they was had a little story about talking uh, about that, how he came in and practiced every day and stuff like that. So, you know, maybe give some of your other kickers an opportunity, especially if you know you got a guy coming off back surgery. But, you know what I'm saying, if you feel like somebody's your guy, and especially if you're paying them a whole lot of money, then, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business. So, you're going to try to get your money's worth. But, like I was saying, very interesting game. That was Thursday. Uh, like I said, I'm just going over these games a little bit, just to try to go over a little bit of other news that's within the NFL also. So that way, you know, it ain't taking too much of, of everybody's time. So um, then we had Sunday, and that was the official, you know what I'm saying, the official kickoff of everything. That's when the thing, that's when it really got thick. So. Uh, and just to start it off, like I say, I'm going to go through some of the scores, a brief uh, discussion of, you know what I'm saying, some of these quarterback stats and stuff like that. And, you know what I'm saying, but overall, my opinion about how I feel like some of the games was, of course, I'm going to throw out some facts and stuff like that. But most of the facts are going to come through stats. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and get started. Uh, in the first game I got, was the Philly and Atlanta game. You had Philly win that game 32-6. All I can really say for that game is Atlanta still feels like Matt Ryan is the quarterback, their guy, and they just continue to show you this through 
the draft just by not even entertaining the fact of trying to get somebody else that could possibly, possibly, maybe be a quarterback of the future or maybe an understudy of something. You know what I'm saying? They continue to talk about how t the younger fellas want to rally behind them and all this and that. But at the end of the day, only allowed, only scored six points. No touchdowns for Matt Ryan. 21 for 35, one, 164 yards. That was his total yards in the game just so far as passing. Uh, I feel like he was completely outplayed by Hurts. You know what I'm saying? Then the fact that they at home. So, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't make it any better. You know what I'm saying? So, Whew. Atlanta, got to get some things together out there. Um, the defense, of course, was going to be an issue coming into the season. It was a major discussion just so far as how much of an issue it was going to be for the team and stuff like that. Not too many improvements that were made, some guys that were let go and stuff like that. So, you know what I'm saying? So just so far as being at home, though, you would think you would try to fight a little bit. I mean, goodness. Uh, like I did say, like I mentioned, uh, outplayed by Hurts did come in. A lot of people are skeptical about his ability to play quarterback, but you know what I'm saying. He just went up against, I'm pretty sure, a uh, Hall of Famer in a lot of people's eyes, and in, in the case of stats, also, you know what I'm saying. Can't doubt the man for that. But was outplayed by Young Hurts uh, in his second year, 27 of 35, 264 yards, three touchdowns. And then again, you know what I'm saying, Matt Ryan don't play defense, so that he can't do much about that. But, you know what I'm saying, in the case of you supposed to be a veteran, you know, at the end of the day, when we look at Aaron Rodgers, uh, Tom Brady, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and, and, and then I just I just named somebody way younger than him. So when we look at certain people like that, you know what I'm saying, we think of quarterbacks, uh, Drew Brees, even though he's not playing right now, but, you know what I'm saying, these are the quarterbacks who we feel like at the end of the day they're going to try to make a way to, you know what I'm saying, get their teams to win. I can even add Big Ben in that, you know what I'm saying, just off uh, Pittsburgh's recent win this Sunday. I'm going to discuss that a little bit also. But, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, if you're supposed to be this veteran that everybody can follow behind, you got to be able to somehow rally your team together to pretty much – get that win especially at home but only a lot putting up six points at home two field goals uh two red zone woes and it seems like the red zone uh woes just continues for atlanta so i feel like you know at the end of the day they got to start looking towards the future and i think maybe that might be the case with this whole entire year if they feel like they're not really going anywhere i don't think too many more coaching changes is going to make a difference when you got certain people on the depth chart so um next game we got pittsburgh and buffalo uh pittsburgh took that game 23 uh to 16 if you didn't watch this game pretty good game to uh see um uh, it really got interesting towards the end of the game beginning of the game a real defensive game uh low scoring game at that buffalo was able to get on the boards early in the game uh, but wasn't able to put nothing together towards the end of that game. Uh, Josh Allen numbers, he was 30 for 51, 271 yards, one touchdown. Big Ben, 18 for 32, 188 yards, and one touchdown. So, you know what I'm saying, Josh Allen had way more yards, but, you know, Big Ben, Big ben had an interception also. You know what I'm saying? I don't, 
I ain't gonna forget that one. I, I, I watched that one. But Josh Allen, you know what I'm saying? Even though with the more the 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 270 yards, still like I said towards the end of the game, struggled. Uh, still his defense stepped it up a little bit more, made it more uh, difficult for him to move around a little bit and make some plays with his feet. So I think that you know what I'm saying towards the end of the game, Buffalo got to find a way to try to get in the end zone. Only allowing yourself to put up, you know what I'm saying, uh, three more field goals towards the end of the game wasn't doing much. You you had the lead in, going into the half, so you would think that coming out the half, they'd try to do a little bit more just so far as trying to put points up, but it seemed like they were just struggling. Like Pittsburgh defense did pick it up a little bit more, you know what I'm saying. Pittsburgh was, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, doing their thing on defense, but you know, got to give them a shout out with that also. Uh, offense was able to rally and make some plays towards the end of that game and come through with the dub. Um, the next game I got, we're going to talk about the Minnesota and Cincinnati game. I'm telling you now, Kirk Cousins is robbing folks. When I say robbing folks, the $100 million man, he made it an interesting game, but no, there's no way you lose to a, the second-year quarterback with all the firepower you have on your team. Uh, defense is not bad. Uh, it was some, when Cincinnati scored, it was it, it was through a lot of big plays, though Joe Barrow did play his tail off. I'm not going to take anything away from him. You know what I'm saying? He was doing his thing. He made throws. When he seen it, he made the throws. He didn't. He stood in the pocket a few times and took a few hits. You know what I'm saying? That's an important thing to do, especially – when you had surgery on your ACL, you know what I'm saying, especially as a quarterback, because it's almost like you're just a, a sitting there pretty much back there waiting for somebody to hit you if you're not really mobile. So uh, in his case, he's not a mobile guy. So uh, in his case, that fear is there, especially when dealing with certain surgeries and uh, ACL surgery is definitely one of those surgeries that you got to feel with just by defenders just flopping around, diving at you, uh, you know what I'm saying, always – they always going to take a few hits to their legs just by, you know, so like I say, uh, defenders just falling and stuff like that all over you around you, stuff like that. So, but at the end of the day, he played a, he played a great game, uh, was able to connect with his old college buddy already um, for the touchdown, for a deep ball touchdown at that. I don't know what the corner was doing, where his eyes was at. It was uh, man coverage, I'm, I'm assuming, but. The corner, I, I'm not sure what he was doing. He allowed, he allowed Chase to just run right on by him. And and hey, when you allow that, you know what I'm saying? Don't put no hands on nobody, or nothing like that. You just, you know, you ain't messing up no timing. So, and these guys practice. I'm pretty sure that's something they practice all the time. And being a college, you know what I'm saying, teammate of his, you know what I'm saying, that repetition, they already got that kind of down packed. And during this preseason stuff, they weren't doing nothing but just, you know what I'm saying rekindling that old flame that they already had just so far with when they won that college championship. But um like I say, Kirk Cousins, I don't know, you know what I'm saying, in in my eyes, what do Minnesota do from this point? Because, you know, it's looking like, you know what I'm saying, any d difficult games this year, Kirk Cousins is gonna be struggling once again. And I noticed I noticed like I say, the same situation as in the the other other uh, games at the beginning. You know what I'm saying? First game for everybody. So, you know, everybody's still trying to shake off some stuff, shake off this and that. But it seems like we keep getting the same results 
Same results from old Kirk Cousins. And, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, like I say, I'm sure the team is already in discussions of some stuff. But then again, NFL contracts are a little iffy at that also to the point to where, you know, they'll take some money from you if you're not performing up to certain levels and stuff like that anyway. So I'm sure Kirk getting some of them dollars taken uh, just by losing to that rookie. But I'm sure that somebody thinking about something in the back of their head. Um, the next game we got the San Francisco and Detroit game. Uh, Jimmy G showed you he the man out there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Kyle Shanahan once again showed you that he knows how to call offense. But at the end of the day, once again, Kyle Shanahan showed you that he is suspect when it comes to play calling and managing a game. What I mean by that, you do not allow Detroit to come back from a pretty much a 35 distance and come back and be within eight points. I don't care what they were doing. I don't care what the spirit was, what the morale was. You got to find a way to stomp that out once you've seen them score about 14 more points. But like I say, Kyle Shanahan, great play caller. He can get on the boards early in games. He he can get your team motivated to start off high, start off on top. But it's something about that team and something about his play calling or something about just his aura or something. That and you know what I'm saying, of course I'm mentioning I'm you know what I'm saying, I'm going back to even his offensive coordinating days in Atlanta because it's been the same situation from his offensive coordinator time to his own head coaching opportunities in the Super Bowl to even just this first game. And there's something about it. You, you cannot keep allowing teams to come back from these big deficits and think that, you know what I'm saying, you're going to come out with a win every time because, you know what I'm saying, it's not going to happen like that. And, and as you can see in your past, it has not been successful for you, Mr. Shanahan. Shanahan. So, I would suggest, you know what I'm saying, figure out something to where if you can score 100 points a game, just go ahead and score them 100 points. Because y'all, you and your coaching staff or you and whatever you be doing in the midst of trying to manage the game, it goes backwards. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, Jared Goff. Of course, he looked at um, he looked amazing when the game was officially over when they was getting blown out. Uh, at the time, he needed to put up points. Uh, couldn't see nothing other than his tight end. Of course, once again, Derek Ross is only looking for check downs in the middle of the field. But uh, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. He has some stats, but you know what I'm saying. Like I said, once the game was officially over, he became he, that's when he got comfortable. And start making other throws, though the throws never did, you know what I'm saying, get outside the range of the same folks. You know what I'm saying, tight end. I'm pretty sure the tight, they tight end this year is going to have an amazing year. Even though he was already outstanding tight end last year. But Detroit tight end this year, oh, he's going to have them Carson Wentz, uh, Philadelphia Eagle numbers. You know what I'm saying, you know, at that time Wentz loved throwing to tight ends all day, so. I'm just throwing that out there. But uh, just to move on from that game, like I said, San Francisco can't allow teams to come back on you like that. Uh, other teams going to watch this, see this, and going to say, 
Well, they ain't a second-half team, and that's going to become your thing. And Shanahan, y'all going to win some games, of course, but it's the games that matter. You know what I'm saying? When the postseason comes and stuff like that, teams is not giving up in the first half once you beat them. You know what I'm saying? Team, people are playing to the very end when playoff time come because it's win or go home at that time. And you got to understand, some people really can get into that mindset. So, you know, so some people got this mindset that, hey, they might go ahead and just win this thing and it's over with when they get up and we just go manage it out. But it don't work. It always don't work. You know what I'm saying? So you got to have that, that, that mindset that, and any great coach, you know what I'm saying, outside of the fact that we, where you don't want to try to be an a-hole trying to score a bunch of points on them. But if your team rolling high and it just seems like they have no answer for you, then you just going to do what you want to do. Now, if the run start working and the run is just as successful as whatever else you were doing, then, of course, you continue on with the run so they run out some clock. But at the end of the day, if I can score, if you're going to sit here and allow me to score all these points, then we are going to score all of these points. Yeah, at some point, your defense or your defensive coordinator, your roster on your defense, somebody need to sooner or later be like, enough is enough, and try to, you know what I'm saying, have some backbone for themselves and try to play in that game. So, like I say, if you can blow people out, go ahead and just blow them out. Uh, next game we got, we got the Arizona-Tennessee game. Tennessee had, I don't know, Chandler Jones, five sacks starting the season off right. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be kind of hard for folks to try to catch that. Other than probably Aaron Donald who's going to, you know, get a mean sacks a year. But, you know what I'm saying? Chandler Jones starting that thing off right. Five sacks really getting after that uh, Tanner Hill out there who looked terrible. Uh, uh, Arizona looked pretty good out there. Pretty good. Everybody in NFC. West pretty much looked pretty good. So, you know, they did they they shined out there yesterday. Uh Sunday, Sunday. But uh like I was saying, Arizona, the new look Arizona. You remember I did a podcast just talking about a lot of the new movements to Arizona and stuff like that. I guess some folks really believe in uh Kyle Murray. So, um but you do got JJ Watt out there just along with like I say, Chandler Jones out there starting it off with five sacks. You got Kyler Murray, you got J.J. Uh, Watt, you got, uh, just so far as receiving, they killing it. You got Kirk, you got uh, you got plenty of folks out there. Like, Kirk was killing the middle of that defense. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm guessing they was just too focused on A.J. Green and Hopkins on the outsides. So they just try to put their best defenders out there. But when you got somebody with the speed of Kirk like that and the ability to catch like he do, and he can run some routes too. So, you know what I'm saying? When you got somebody with that ability sitting in the middle, you can be pretty deadly. Uh, So, you know what I'm saying? I'm expecting Arizona to do some things. Of course, like I say on defense, they got some names out there. Buda Baker, I feel like, and I always state that I feel like one of the best safeties right now in the NFL. So definitely got to watch out for him on defense. Um, the next guys we're going to be talking about, we got the Seattle and Indiana game. Seattle was able to take that one 28 to 16. Pretty close game. Majority of the game, uh, Russell Wilson and Lockett had a crazy connection at the beginning of that game. Uh, seemed like nobody was watching Lockett or even he was just too tiny and, and just squeezing through folks. 
but uh seemed like nobody could find him, so he started making plays. I think towards uh halftime he got really close just so far as Indiana playing. Carson Wentz, yeah, what you want me to say? Uh, Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. Only able to put up 16. Uh, really only able to put up a, a touchdown. So we're just going to keep it a buck. But uh, I look like they're going to be mad about their chances this year just so far Carson Wentz. I don't see enough receivers in Indiana, to be honest with you. Defense is going to be spectacular. Defense is going to play every week. But they're going to be tied. They're going to be tired as a mug every week because, you know what I'm saying, that run game going to run off too much clock, and unless they straight up killing folks with that run game, it's going to be ugly. I don't know why, what reason it was to pick up Wentz once again. I talked about that on one of my other previous uh, episodes just discussing the trade and stuff like that where they sent Brissett to Miami, and I'm like, I, I didn't understand it. I think Brissett would have been a good look. You sat Brissett down after a successful season and making it to the playoffs. You sat him down for Phillip Rivers, who did nothing for you. And then, you know what I'm saying, the next year you go and get Carson Wentz. For, so it's starting to look a little suspect out there in Indiana for me. Like, you know what I'm saying, they only want a certain person out there, quarterback for them. And, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, that's what I, I'm going to just say that's what it's looking like. So, uh, but, you know, your success is only going to go as far as how, how much you're willing to put into your team talent-wise. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Brissett was a good look for you guys. Could have learned under you guys' system. Would have been technically sound and probably would have been good for you. You know what I'm saying? But you wanted Carson Wentz. You know what I'm saying? You get what you pay for. You know what I'm saying? You gave him a little cheap. You gave Philly one of the crappiest contracts I've seen in the NFL in a minute. So, you know what I'm saying? You got what you paid for. You, you was already feeling like, you know what I'm saying, if you didn't get what you wanted, just as far as talent-wise out of Carson Wentz then, you know what I'm saying, you weren't going to be losing out on your end. So, at the end of the day, like I said, you get what you pay for. Uh, the next game we got, we got the Chargers and Washington game. Uh, Fitzmagic, after scoring, after Gibson really scored six points, uh, gets blitz, gets knocked out of the game. Um, hurts his hip, so you know what I'm saying. Right now, I think Cam Newton, maybe Cam, Cam, go back and be with your old coach. You know what I'm saying. We all we all received news. You know what I'm saying earlier last week or uh, about prior to the season start about Mac Jones being the starter. Mac Jones didn't do too bad out there yesterday neither. Now, so I understand the reason why Bill made that decision, but just to keep it on Cam for a second, Cam. You got your opportunity to go be back with your old coach out in Washington. Washington. You got an opportunity to get you a quarterback. Uh, I'm still iffy about Cam's arm and throwing down the field because he got a lot of young receivers that can get down the field. And he got a tight end that can move a little bit too. But, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, if Fitz, Fitzpatrick, is, if the injury is a little bit more than what we have thought, then, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, Ron Rivera, you got your boy Cam. Cam, you know what I'm saying? He ain't lose out too much with that with that uh New England deal, you know what I'm saying? He was guaranteed two mil with that contract he signed. So, you know what I'm saying? He got him some money out of that. You know what I'm saying? New New England had signed him on the contract, so whatever he was owed, you know what I'm saying, they gotta pay him out. Everything else. Of course, you know what I'm saying, they're gonna hold that. They cheap that's how they feel for their contracts. But whatever was guaranteed, you're gonna get that. 
But that's a good look for you, Cam. Cam, go be back with your head coach. Washington, give him opportunity to have a extra threat. They got a great defense uh, looking like, you know what I'm saying? So pretty much looking like the old Panthers. So, hey, why not make it the old Panthers out there in Washington? You know what I'm saying? Washington football team, a.k.a. Washington Panthers. You know what I'm saying? Ron Rivera, Cam Newton. Uh, but, you know what I'm saying, I believe just so far as the game aspect, uh, I believe once Fitzpatrick went out, Heineke had to come in and this is just something they weren't prepared for on Washington uh, end of it. So they tried to go a little heavy with the run with Gibson. But, you know, once Chargers was able to shut that down a little bit, you know, saying Dave receivers was able to start playing a little bit more. And I'm saying I'm a big fan of Keenan Allen. Boy, be making plays all day. Uh, Mike Williams uh, had a few drops early in that game that I was puzzled about because I was like, uh, these are some of the catches he made, he'll make. But, you know what I'm saying, later in the game, he started making those catches, those def- those, those Mike Williams catches where he moving and turning and twisting his body and still being able to make them catches. So, at the end of the day, they was able to rally up and, you know what I'm saying, get the dub. Uh, the next game I got New York uh, Jets versus Carolina uh, thought Carolina was going to run off with the game at first Just talking about Sam Darnold Sam Darnold's a great, I meant Never, never afraid of that from, from a Panthers fan Sam Darnold's a great, I meant um, But Can't be too great if you got sent from the team you had to play But uh, You know what I'm saying Had an opportunity I, I guess the most you take out of this one is You had the opportunity to see the rookie play And he started off a little rough uh, it seemed like it was a little rough to start off with. Uh, I think the difficulty was he was trying to move too much rather than trying to make too many plays in the air. Now, he was throwing the ball. I ain't going to say not like he wasn't throwing the ball at all, but with the, just using his legs to make opportunities, I feel like he was trying to be too heavy on that. I think in the second half, once they got in his ear, told him to calm down a little bit, you know what I'm saying, talk to the young fella a little bit. Uh, tell him, you know what I'm saying, it's all right, it's all right, fella. You got to talk to him sometimes. Uh, calm him down, let him know, you know what I'm saying, they're doing too much moving, even though that offensive line was skeptical. But it wasn't too bad. He had time back there. It's just on the edge. He got to learn to step up in that pocket, you know what I'm saying. Too many people, they be dropping back so much to put so much depth in their drop that, you know what I'm saying, when that edge rusher come, they don't be something. But you got some veterans that still struggle with that too. So, uh, but I think once they came out in the half, they settled down a little bit. Uh, once he gave them more of opportunity to be out on the field a little bit more with offense, I think he gave the defensive chances to rest and change up some stuff for Carolina because it definitely became a game in that second half. Carolina had to fight to pull that thing out, but it definitely became a game in the second half. Uh, Carolina pulled that one out 19-14. Uh, the next game we got, uh, we got Jacksonville and Houston. My boy Tyrod Taylor just blew the top off Jacksonville's defense the whole game. And, I mean, if you didn't watch the game, it was ridiculous. He was he was murdering that defense. Uh, Jacksonville, same case for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I had the same case for uh, the last game I just talked about, the Jets, the Jets game. Trevor Lawrence seemed like he was just, uh, you know what I'm saying, everything at first for me seemed like it was all screens for him, I guess, to try to get his arm warmed up. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. 
But then again, the Jack Jacksonville went and got two first rounders, a first round quarterback, first round uh, running back. Didn't care to put none of that on the offensive line. I mean, once you got the quarterback, I right, just go to straight to protecting him. Because right now, Etienne is not even playing in the game. Uh, so I think they should have spent more time on offensive linemen in the draft, at least trying to piece something together just so far with trades and stuff like that. They did make a few trades for some offensive linemen, trying to make some pickups for linemen and stuff like that. But it wasn't nothing major, nothing that you would be like, oh, my, oh, okay, Jacksonville. But at the end of the day, you pay for that because you see uh, the result of that on the field, especially in the first game. You never want to see that in the first game because I want to be like, you know, well, you know it's the first game. But then again, usually if your offensive line is terrible in the first game, you're going to be terrible throughout the season. But uh, like I say, um, Trevor Lawrence, once he started getting rolling a little bit, you know what I'm saying, he was able to get a little, a little bit of comf comfort back there. So, you know what I'm saying, gave him an opportunity to make some plays. You know, that'll do that, though. You got to have a good run game. If you got a good run game, you know what I'm saying, or at least get you a few good runs here and there, it'll force the defense to switch up a little bit here and there. So, it gave him an opportunity to try to get a little bit of comfort and try to throw some balls out there. So, didn't look too bad out there, but then again, you know what I'm saying, I'm on the Trevor Lawrence bandwagon of spectacular. You know what I'm saying? All these people making comments that, oh, he finally lost his first regular season game. But, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, regular season don't mean nothing because it was a lot of big games that he played in that, I'm, that I was skeptical about. So, you know, at the end of the day, my thing is regular season, if you're doing good, that's great because you're going to need them regular season wins to get you to be successful at the towards the end of the season, but if you get to that postseason and you, sh you know what I'm saying, you shrink up. What does it matter? Because in that big game, and we gonna need you. Hey, we don't know where your mind gonna be. So that's my thoughts on just you know what I'm saying why I ain't on the bandwagon just so far. Uh, the next game we got pretty very interesting game. We had that Cleveland Browns game versus. The Chiefs, uh, like I say, very interesting game. That game was uh, Cleveland. Come on, you got to pull that win off Cleveland. Uh, I'm not even a Browns fan. I'm not a fan of nobody, but it's like, come on, Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? You had it. Baker didn't play too bad, but he didn't throw any touchdowns. He did throw an interception. Uh, Baker was 21 of 28, 321 yards with an interception. Uh, I mean, but when you got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb at running back, you know what I'm saying, once you get to that red zone, you just going to give teams a heavy dose of that. So, you know what I'm saying, you got to take that in, in, in account when it comes to Baker Mayfield's passing touchdowns. You know what I'm saying, got it. But able to get 29 points, but then again, losing to Kansas City by 33. You know what I'm saying, you can't count Patrick Mahomes out of the game ever. You can't. You just can't. Uh, Mahomes stats, 27 for 36, 337 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, like I said, the Browns started off hot at the beginning of the game. I think uh, the, the motivation and everything was there. So he, they started off hot. Uh, no Odell in this game. I'm assuming, you know what I'm saying, they're they doing a little extra little work, trying to see what's going on with him. But, uh, like I say, the Browns was rolling. 
uh, beginning of the game, had these fellas. You got to be able to capitalize on a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? But that's in the case of, you know what I'm saying, when you really going to want Baker to start making some throws because once the defense start, you know what I'm saying, putting it heavy on the running backs. And, of course, you did have Nick Chubb had that costly fumble, that costly, costly fumble. Uh, like I said, any opportunity Mahomes is going to get the tested field, you know him and Tariq Hill is going to make it happen. Even though they got a lot of other guys that's that's pretty good on the team, but you know who the main guy going to be just so far as getting in the holes, getting the open spaces, and burning folks down the field. Yards have to catch. We all know who who Mahomes is going to try to get that uh, ball in the hands to. Uh, but like I was saying, Browns um, – Played a pretty good game. Like I said, it was a close game throughout. Browns did have the lead majority of the first half. I'm going to say that. The first half. Because once Kansas City started rolling, it was over with. Uh, but at the end of the day, pretty good game. Pretty close game. Um, Mahomes was able to just do his thing, man. Do that. Work that magic. And that's how it be. Like I said, I mentioned you got certain quarterbacks who you feel like if they just got that ball last, then their opportunity or their chances to win is, is going to be great. And you feel that the chances are going to be great because you, you know in your own mind, you're like, hey, he going he, he gonna to make something happen. That's just him. Um, Next game we got the Miami and New England game. I did mention earlier that Mac Jones did not look too bad in that game. I see why they, you know what I'm saying, went ahead and tried to make that transition to go ahead and let him start playing. He didn't do too bad. He didn't too, do too bad. He, of course, you know what I'm saying, being New England, you're going to be a game manager, of course. You know what I'm saying? I think he did a lot of game managing. Uh, they was able to get in the end zone. But, you know, after that, you know what I'm saying, just everything else pretty much. Red zone, pretty close game. That was a defensive game if you didn't check it out. Tua, of all people, ugh. you know what I'm saying, Mac Jones numbers, I'm going to give you – the stat line real quick 29 for 39 281 and total yards passing uh one touchdown uh yeah two or 16 of 27 202 yards one touchdown one interception uh like i was saying just so far as two end of it uh uh i'm sure in the next few years miami's gonna be you know what I'm saying, grazing the field again at quarterback just to see what opportunities they have. They're still in the talks of, you know what I'm saying, being one of the stronger teams that's got their hopes on Deshaun uh, Watson. So, you know what I'm saying, see how that goes. But just so far as the tour aspect, I'm sure they'll be doing a list search. It, it, it's just his whole body of work for me. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, it's just it looks, everything just looks iffy. And, you know what I'm saying, you can have that. And that's just my opinion about it, of course. You know what I'm saying? But to me, it's just, it's just, it's just something about it. It's something about that guy. Uh, but, you know what I'm saying, Miami was able to pull it off, hold those guys off. You know what I'm saying? Defense really do their thing. You know, Miami, that secondary, going to do their thing most definitely uh, for Miami. So, uh, got a the front four. You got about two guys in that front four. I feel like I'll be able to do their thing just so far and handling their own. Uh, 
Next game you got, and this one here was crazy. I'm sure a lot of people was talking about this one and discussing that one. Uh, the Green Bay and New Orleans game where Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston, went off on that Green Bay defense. Of course, Aaron Rodgers don't play defense, but Aaron Rodgers does play offense. And only allowing, giving your team three points that you got at the start of that game definitely, you know what I'm saying, is a big disappointment, especially being one of the most watched quarterbacks on TV. Of course, everybody was shocked by it. Everybody got their own different opinions about why, how that happened, why it happened. Of course, you know, you got the opinions of they just felt like they already won. You got other opinions about maybe Aaron Rodgers already just trying to go, so he like, he don't care. He don't care about nothing. So, um, but the stat line for Aaron Rodgers, he was 15 to 28, 133 yards. Come on, Aaron Rodgers, 133 yards. Two interceptions. So maybe this case they might just be ready to go. Because, you know what I'm saying, one of his biggest complaints in the offseason was retaining certain players. And one of his favorite players to retain was Randall Cobb, who only had one reception for 32 yards and only had one target, Aaron. You targeted, you targeted two other receivers seven times, Valdez, Scantley, and, of course, Adams. But the guy that you said on retaining some guys only had one reception. So I'm thinking it's the case that he might just not care. Um, but then again, it was only the first game. Of course, he can't just not care throughout the season. Because then it would be too obvious. So whatever the plot is, nobody really knows. Only Aaron Rodgers, I'm assuming. Uh, and uh, and well, we'll know soon enough if, if it continues to happen. Uh, Winston stat line, of course, when Jameis, like I said, five touchdowns, but uh, 14 of 20, 148 yards, five touchdowns. That's the crazy thing about it, 148 yards, and you had five touchdowns. Damn but but I say this, Jameis deep ball throw is ridiculous. Jameis got a cannon for an arm. We can't we can't ignore that fact. You know what I'm saying, but. At the end of the day, I think the biggest thing here, you know, was there was a lot of questions about who was going to be the quarterback. And once Jameis was named the quarterback, everybody was just writing New Orleans off like, oh, well, Jameis, turnover machine. Jameis had, did, almost had a turnover that game. Uh, but it was called back due to a rough in the passer. So saved him on that one. But then again, I think it was a good throw. The defender who it hit somebody in the back. Defender never turned around, but it was a roughing passer, so it canceled all that out. But like I said, at the end of the day, I think the biggest factor here was what was going on with Aaron Rodgers throwing two interceptions and then one interception down down the middle of the field was just like, I don't, I wasn't sure what he was throwing. I think I'm going to just go ahead and say, I think the first interception was maybe – when he threw it to the inside and the receiver went outside, it caught him off guard and the DB was there, so he got it. So I'm just trying to go with that one. I'm assuming. I'm, I'm not just going to try to go with an excuse, but because trust me, the, the performance was pitiful overall. But uh, somebody got to try to, we, we try to give an answer for, for a lot of stuff. And I'm, that was that's the one I went with for me. So. For you guys, it could be a lot of other things. Maybe it was he didn't care. Maybe he just prepared to just go ahead and leave and get up out of there. 
Because, of course, you know, the biggest part of his contract and the major part he focused on was that once, uh, you know what I'm saying, this year was over, any money that he was guaranteed and stuff like that, that he'd go ahead and have. Uh, of course, he wanted to be get, have a little bump in his pay, too. And, of course, you know what I'm saying, he made sure that it was going to be no issues just so far as separating from the team after, you know what I'm saying, after the year was over. Uh, so, you know what I'm saying, but did we think it would come out and show in the first game? Did we think maybe he would just come out and at least pretend he wanted to play? But I ain't going to take no credit away from Jameis Winston. So, you know what I'm saying, I don't know what it is. That's why I say that's up to Aaron Rodgers and whatever he feeling. Apparently, apparently it'll show if it continues. Uh, the next game we got, you got the Denver and New York Giants game. Uh, Daniel Jones, I don't know. Uh, at least, you know what I'm saying, Shepard had his opportunity to shine out there. He was doing his thing. But Daniel Jones, I I, I don't know. I don't know, New York. You, you'll be searching for a new quarterback soon also. Uh, Denver took that one 27-13. Teddy, Teddy B was out there looking ridiculous out there scrambling and making throws, scamb- scrambling here, scrambling there. Making throws, Teddy B was out there looking like Michael Vick. Uh, if you didn't watch the game, you you got check out the highlights. I ain't you. You might think I'm trying to be funny right now, but Teddy Bridgewater was out there making throws, putting it there, reading the field, making it happen. And I and there was no doubt to why Denver named him the starting quarterback. But then again, you know what I'm saying. When it comes to those tight, close games, we gotta see how Teddy do. But then again, we go, hey, Teddy got some receivers. The offensive line ain't terrible. So, you know, Teddy might be in a good situation right now. Denver might be in a good situation just so far as having him there. We all know Teddy can manage the game pretty well. We all know Teddy can put points up on the board. It's just, like I say, when it comes to those close, tight games that people care about matter, those games that matter, we want to know, can you put it away, Teddy? So, I'm pretty sure you're going to get a lot of tests like that throughout the season. And we're going to see what's going to go. But, of course, it's just the first week. So, you know what I'm saying? That's that's just how much excitement happened. Just, you know what I'm saying? And that was only the first week, folks. You know, Teddy B was out there looking like Michael Vick doing his thing. Uh, of course, the next game we got, the Chicago and Rams game. And the only thing I'm going to say is, you know what I'm saying, Stafford, you did your thing. You was looking good out there. Uh, Three touchdowns, 20 for 26, 321 yards. He was finding all available receivers uh, sitting in that pocket making throws. Um, They was able to get their run game going, just being successful with the pass game. Rams was just pretty much in complete control of the game other than, I guess, when it got close to the – getting close to halftime and you know what I'm saying Chicago was able to tie the game up just a little bit but then again you got when you got Andy Dalton at quarterback what can you say Andy Dalton I'm gonna read your stat lines 27 to 38 206 yards one interception uh, and this is my thing no passing touchdowns you know what I'm saying your running back score your touchdown when you get to when you got them close to the to the red zone and then 
your rookie got you the other touchdown, Justin Fields. And this is my thing. Chicago organization, owners, why, why are you still entertaining the thought of Andy Dalton being the quarterback? I hope by next week or by the end of this week, you guys just change your mind and take away that, that, that terrible decision that you guys was like, Dalton's is that guy. Why go draft the guy in the first round? And I don't want to hear no excuses about it. They didn't know they was going to have opportunity to draft some, uh, Justin Fields or somebody and make the trade up to draft somebody. At the end of the day, you guys know you needed a quarterback. At some point, you was getting a quarterback of the future, and you was not going to deal with uh, Trubisky anymore. So in your minds, you knew that drafting the quarterback was going to happen. But when you had the opportunity to get a top-notch quarterback like Fields. Though I don't believe in Ohio State quarterbacks. I do not. Because you cannot name one that has panned out so far in the NFL outside of going back 30 to 40 to 50 years. So, though I don't believe too heavily in Ohio State quarterbacks, Justin Fields is clearly, clearly the better quarterback right now. Chicago, you only scored 14 points. Justin Fields scored seven of those four, those 14 points. Your running back scored the other seven. Andy Dalton didn't score nothing. Andy Dalton struggled to get up and down the field. You know what I'm saying? 206 yards, one interception, no passing touchdowns. I mean, how much longer do – how many more chances do we get? It's, I mean, he had the opportunity to take the reins for the Cowboys last year. Didn't make nothing happen. You know what I'm saying? Was third at the bottom. It was third in a division that was the worst in the league. You know what I'm saying? So Chicago just felt that, hey, that guy deserves a chance. Come on, man. I don't, I'm don't. I'm not understanding it. Just like I don't understand the majority of the, some of these quarterbacks that still backups. But Andy Dalton is definitely, at this point, a backup quarterback. He needs to be backing up Justin Fields. You know what I'm saying? If somebody else has an opinion, a different opinion about that, then you need to, you know what I'm saying? I got a million different social media just, just so far as my no comp stuff. I got my Facebook, no comp tenant. I got the Instagram with no comp. You can find it. And if you can't find it, you just put in the full name, no competition, no comp, no competitors. But, and you can give me your best reasons of why, Andy Dalton is still the best sit, uh, consideration for the starter for Chicago. I want to know all your reasons. You best to have your best ones. And and listening to those commentators during that game was mind-blowing to me. It's because it's just like they was just trying to save Andy Dalton's career. It's like you ain't no saving it. The man been in the league for 11 seasons, only had two 4,000 yards, and these was at the peak of A.J. Green's careers. The man only had two 4,000 yards. The man ain't made no success, you know what I'm saying, runs in the play, in the postseason. You know what I'm saying? That's why he was a quarterback. And, and this has been at the point where he was the undoubted quarterback. There was no challenge to him. They brought some They brought some different faces in after, after your ninth season. Yeah. Just think about this. It even got to the point where you got hurt and they chose to leave you out during the during, during the postseason. And they felt like they had a better chance with the guy that, that was replacing you. You was the starter. Just think about that for a second. 
But at the end of the day, I don't understand why Justin Fields has not taken over this team yet. I'm sure that's the biggest question of everybody's mind. I'm sure, and I believe that is the reason why that they played that game in SoFi Stadium. Because I guarantee you, if that game had been played in Chicago at home, where he was already getting booed in preseason, well, I, once again, you had the commentators just trying to find a way for Andy Dalton to keep a job. And you know what I'm saying? We all, I ain't going to give out too many reasons of why I think that might be, but we all know the main reason why that might be at the end of the day. Come on now. Because say you don't want to you don't want to put a Justin Fields out in the fight. Come on, man. Why you draft him? This football. This football. Well, either he has it on the next level or he does not. Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, they just played their first games. Trevor Lawrence ain't gotten off his line. You know what I'm saying? He gonna he about to be he about to be faced with everybody that's got a that got a good defensive line or at least a good star on the defensive line. He gonna have to see them every week. You know what I'm saying? So to try to say he might not be ready for this, might not be ready for this, then why you move up in the draft to pick the guy up to have him sit? And who you want him sitting behind? I wouldn't want nobody sitting behind Andy Dalton for a year, for a year or two. And then they try to compare it to the Jordan Love situation with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Come on, that's that's not even – Aaron Rodgers has a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers is one of the top quarterbacks in this league, has been for the past decade. Come on, man. Andy Dalton has been the bottom, bottom few. You know what I'm saying? Nobody has put in Cincinnati in the thoughts of going to the Super Bowl in the past decade. You know what I'm saying? Their most exciting time was with Chad Johnson, and he wasn't the quarterback at that time. Like I said, you had plenty of time. We had receiving cores and running backs in Cincinnati, and you couldn't make nothing happen. Your time is done. And I, and I don't mean – and it ain't sounding crude because that's just the business. That's the business of football. Somebody get hurt, you know how fast they get cut, especially if the injury don't happen within on the football field or something like that. If you ain't performing, then that's just the deal. That's just the business at the end of the day. He's not – and I don't feel like he's the best bet. And, I, and I'm sure a lot of Chicago fans feel like he is not the best bet. That's why I said – and this is pretty much just, you know what I'm saying, my opinion to, you know what I'm saying, what I think also, though, and going at, you know what I'm saying, a few of those commentators that had they let things to say just so far as the guy's a human being. Everybody out there that's playing the game is a human being. I don't know well, who, who, who out there isn't. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, why would a team, why draft somebody that high? Why move up those spots? Why put yourself in a spot just so far as being vulnerable for future, you know what I'm saying, picks and money and stuff like that if you don't have, you know what I'm saying, the thought that this guy can be special? Jordan Love is waiting behind Aaron Rodgers. Let me repeat that one more time. He, he, he's behind Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers waited behind Brett Favre. They kept trying to, they kept trying to make that comparison in the game during the Chicago game. Uh, so who out there puts Andy Dalton in the light of Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers? Nobody. At least nobody I know puts puts him in that light or in that greatness just so far as skill-wise, competitiveness, you know what I'm saying, just so far as on the NFL level. So at the end of the day, like I'm saying, I don't want that, that subject to drag out, but his time is done, Chicago. Let it go. And the coach better wise up and go ahead and make that decision before, you know what I'm saying, ownership be letting him go 
because he thinking that somebody needs to wait. It's going to be look like the same case with Baker Mayfield. So, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It ain't my decision to make. You know what I'm saying? We we fans, we can only give our opinions and hope that these changes be made. You know what I'm saying? So, but I think the change is going to be made soon. They got to go back home. And they're not going to have to face that home crowd. The coach got to face that home crowd. And the moment he starts doing terrible, which I'm sure is not going to pass up because uh, he's pretty much just a game manager. He's not going to take that many opportunities. He forced the ball to Robinson throughout the whole game. Uh, at least Justin Fields give t- defenses a different dynamic to, to try to guard. You got to worry about his legs and you got to worry about his arm. So give you opportunity as an offensive coordinator to do a lot of a, a bunch of different things. Just give this offense a chance. That's all I'm saying, Chicago. That's all I'm saying. Give give yourself a chance in your division. Uh, okay. Now the last game we got, of course, last night's game, the Baltimore and Las Vegas game, which was pretty much one of the most interesting game when the overtime. Uh, one of the craziest games. It was one of the craziest games. I would say. Just so far as turnover after turnover after turnover, that was it was that was crazy. Uh, Lamar, you know what I'm saying? Las, uh, Las Vegas, the Raiders was able to pull it out, 33-27 in overtime. But Lamar had a costly fumble in overtime. Costly fumble. I'm starting to think, like my all my other opinions, opinions just so far as with Lamar. Lamar, please start using your legs to extend the play to throw the ball down the field not just to run you start you running too much you're running too much they call the options with you to run and even when i think somebody might be down the field half the time open you still want to run because they they're conscious of you running so somebody is not in full coverage in that back end worried about you running so you got to keep that in mind I think you got to take the ball out of your hands running too much. You had two two fumbles in that game that costed your team points. And, well, the last fumble costed your team the game. Trying to put the, hand, the ball in your – you're trying to take the ball, you know what I'm saying, trying to take the game over too much. I think you got you to gotta allow somebody else to make a play. Make a pass down the field to make that play. You know what I'm saying? Save yourself some time, just like the long run. Lamar, y'all running you 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 doing successful right now on your drive. You got about five minutes left in the game. Finish. You got to play smart at this point. Waste this time out. Get yourself get your kicker in a good position to kick. You know what I'm saying? And, and make the kick. You don't need a you don't need a thirty forty yard run at this moment right now. Not at that time. You got to try to start playing a little bit smart at that time. You know what I'm saying? Derek Carr. Uh, I, uh, I'm glad they got Jacobs. Waller makes up for a lot of his throws. Uh, I think a lot of those receivers made up for a lot of his throws last night just so far as making great catches. And then every time you you, you seen the catch, you was like, man, that was a great catch because it had to be. I don't know what Derek Carr be, who would be th- he think he throw to the tallest person every time. or I'm not sure. Uh, like I said, I'm glad they got Josh Jacobs because Jacobs really be cut that thing up for him. But Carl just ugh, suspect, uh, still suspect for me. I'm not sure, you know what I'm saying, how Gruden still got him as his quarterback after all those little smart, smart little comments about, you know what I'm saying, him not being really 
sold on Carl. I don't know if there was a motivational thing uh, or if he feeling like now throughout the years, if he worked with him and worked with him, he might be able to do something. You got can't forget they got Mariota. So I always got to remember Mariota. They do got Mariota. So, uh, but like I was saying, uh, at that game last night, game it was a crazy game, especially on defense. Uh, it really started. Point star really got rolling in that second half. Uh, just so far as with the field goals and stuff like that. But even with the field goal, like I say, you gotta try to run that time out a little bit more, Baltimore, so that way, you know what I'm saying, you can end that game, finish that game, not put in that situation. Lamar, you gotta try to get that ball out of your hands. You know what I'm saying? Gotta try to get that ball out of your hands so that way you're not holding on to that ball so long. But, you know what I'm saying? That pretty much wraps up my episode. You know what I'm saying? Just so far talking about the NFL. Of course, I've got a few more episodes where I'm gonna be discussing some college sports and stuff like that. The WNBA. Got a lot of interesting things going on in WNBA right now. If you ain't checked it out, Brittany Garner was just play of the week this week so you know what I'm saying if you ain't been checking it out check it out but at the end of the day I want to thank all of those who are out there listening and supporting this no competition and no competitors movement we're trying to bring some big things to the world reach everyone we can with this health and wellness segment the world is already woken up to better eating habits we are just here to keep you keep it inexpensive and keep you consistent and like always, I want to thank all my listeners, all those who out there continuously following, continue to support the movement 24-7. So, you know what I'm saying? I want to thank those out there. And like I always say, you know what I'm saying? Spread the word. Let people know if they love sports. They love hearing about health, wellness, especially uh, equal amount of sports just so far as males and female sports and stuff like that. Like I said, our ladies got to get that shine too. So I try to make sure... I try to equally do a little bit just so far as with the ladies giving their info and stuff like that out there. So, like I say, you know what I'm saying, this episode and all other episodes, tune in, Podomatic.com, nocomp.podomatic.com for all present, future episodes. So, you know what I'm saying, trying to make this thing number one on Podomatic. Yeah.